So just repeat the phrase over and over again, get good enough to get going and then come back and make it better later because it gives you permission to make progress and to be happy with where you're at. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. BuildLane is a platform that makes it super easy for designers to specify custom furniture. They are changing the game. The end result is an unleashing of your creativity Whatever you can imagine can be built. And whether or not you're a novice at custom furniture design or an expert, Build Lane's team can make the process super easy. Head on over to buildlane.com. That's buildlane.com. Use code WINGNUT250 to get a $250 discount just for you. Buildlane.com. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, a social media marketing agency for interior designers and adjacent verticals. My guest today, guys, is going to make you want to take out a pen and a piece of paper or several. Today, we're talking all about how to measure your campaign success results and not be left in the dark and use UTMs, which are a special kind of URL. You're going to learn all about them that are going to tell you exactly where your clients are coming from, what campaigns, what sources, and really dialed in in a very, very specific way. Chris knocks it out of the park. And for you diehards that really want to dive in and get the nitty gritty on this subject, be sure to head on over to wingnutpremium.com and tune into my extended interview with Chris Mercer of measurementmarketing.io. Super, super smart guy. You're going to get a lot of value from this. You might want to listen to it a couple of times. But before we get into my interview with Chris Mercer, y'all know what time it is. It's time for Men in News, Men in News Sesh. Yeah. Okay, so a week or so ago, might be two weeks by the time this is airing, the Instagram high grand poobah muckety muck Adam Masseri made an announcement on his Twitter, on his Instagram, on his TikTok, on his smoke signals, who knows what, and made a huge announcement that got a lot, a lot of negative comments on here. The link to that will be in the show notes. You can go over and see the comments. But basically, he said, and I quote, Instagram is no longer just a photo sharing app. And I could go and tell you what he said, but I thought it would be better just to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Hey, everyone. I thought it would be good to start sharing more about what we're currently working on internally at Instagram, just to give you a sense of what's coming before it comes. Right now, we are trying to build new experiences primarily in four areas. The first is creators. And I've talked a lot about creators and trying to help them make a living. And this has to do with the shift in power from institutions to individuals across industries. The second is video. Video is driving an immense amount of growth online from all the major platforms right now. And it's one that I think we need to lean into more. And I'm actually going to talk about that more in a minute. The third is shopping. Now, the pandemic shifted or accelerated the shift of commerce from offline to online by a number of years. And we're trying to lean into that trend. And the fourth is messaging. How people connect with their close friends has changed a lot over the last five years or so, and has moved primarily to messaging away from feed and stories products. But today, I actually want to talk a bit more about video. And I want to start by saying 
we're no longer a photo sharing app or a square photo sharing app. The number one reason people say that they use Instagram in research is to be entertained. So people are looking to us for that. So actually this past week in our internal all hands, we shared or I shared a lot about what we're trying to do to lean into that trend, into entertainment and into video. Because let's be honest, there's some really serious competition right now. TikTok is huge, YouTube is even bigger, and there's lots of other upstarts as well. And so if people are looking to Instagram to be entertained, there's stiff competition and there's more to do, then we have to embrace that. And that means change. So what you're gonna see over the next couple months really is us start to experiment more in the space of what we call recommendations. So showing you things in feed that you may not be following yet. We just started testing an early version of this last week. This week is a new version that's coming out with topics where you can say which topics you want to see more of or less of. But we're also going to be experimenting with how do we embrace video more broadly. Full screen, immersive, entertaining, mobile first video. And so you'll see us do a number of things or experiment with a number of things in this space over the coming months. Now, we have an idea of where we want to end up in a half a year or a year's time, but I'm sure things are going to change many times between now and then. This isn't something that we can just do overnight. So you'll see us iterate and try and be very public about what we're doing and why with videos like this one. Anyway, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Peace. Okay. So we've been telling you forever that video, get over on video. Video is king. People are consuming video. And I know there's a couple of naysayers out there like, I never have time. I don't watch video. I don't want to do video. I don't want to be on video. But that's just where it's going. And I have to wonder, I have to wonder if Instagram is doing the right thing. I mean, they're a multi-million dollar business. I'm sure that they have some kind of clue. By trying to keep up with the TikToks and keep up with the YouTubes, they must know what they're doing, but I just hope that they're not taking away their positioning, you know, about that specialty of the pretty pictures. I think people do like that simplicity, but clearly they have focus groups, they have polls from people who say that this is what we want and this is what's going to make it popular and they're a business, they got to run a business and they got to make money and guess what? So do you. So get out there and do video. Many new sash. Yeah. yeah. So now let's get into my interview with Chris Mercer. Chris Mercer, co-founder of MeasurementMarketing.io, is a sought-after measurement marketing expert. Mercer, as he's known, and his team have been helping marketers, marketing teams, and agencies measure their marketing so they know what's working and what's not. First, by planning out what's important to measure in their marketing, then how to actually measure it using tools like Google, Tag Manager, and Google Analytics, creating dashboards that are, you know, actually useful, and pulling actionable insights from what's being measured to begin forecasting and optimizing future results. Mercer spends countless hours reading, practicing, adjusting, and innovating to improve his skill set, and he has a knack for teaching, and is known for his ability to simplify even the most complex ideas for his audience. You're definitely, definitely going to get a feel for that here. He's a, he was an amazing guest, an amazing interview, and he broke this down, which is a rather dry and kind of a complicated subject, into a very digestible way to understand it. It was, it was a very good conversation. I really enjoyed my time with him. Mercer can be found speaking at conferences and events such as Traffic and Conversion, Social Media Marketing World, Content Jam, TravelCon, Digital Elite Camp, Baby Bathwater Institute, and others. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Chris Mercer to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Mercer. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I am doing excellent. Appreciate you having me. It's good to be here. I appreciate you so much being on the show. You know, when I was uh, researching you and your topic, I came across the one thing that I don't think I've ever discussed on a marketing podcast. I'm going to slap myself on the wrist right now. 
right. is UTMs in oh. finding your performance from your social media marketing, your email campaigns, yada, 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 on a digital sphere in your Google Analytics and determining how it's working for you. Because the clients that come to Wingnut, they're like, how do I know? How do I know if people are coming from my social? How do I know if people are coming from my email? So let's walk through that for the interior design audience listening, because I know it's a little bit of a sexy topic, <laughs> meaning dry. Right. So um, we'll do this as painlessly as possible, but you guys are going to get a ton of information out of this and it's really going to help you track what is working for you successfully. So you ready to go? Let's do it. All right. Before we get into the topic, just tell us a little bit about your expertise and what makes you an expert on this subject and we will dig in. Sure. So years ago, so obviously my name's Chris Mercer. I go by Mercer because people are always wondering why, but it's always because another Chris in the room. But, you know, we started teaching people how to do WordPress sites, believe it or not, with a WordPress site that did that. And then we moved into building WordPress sites. And then from there, it was conversion rate optimization to improve the WordPress sites that we were building. And in order to optimize something, you have to measure it. So that's sort of where we learned Google Analytics. And we would hand over these websites to people saying, oh, well, here's your Google Analytics. And here's how you can tell how many leads you're getting from Facebook or how many sales you're getting from Google Ads or whatever the thing was. And almost overnight, when we started doing that, people stopped referring customers for us to build websites for. What we started hearing was, hey, I already have a website, but you set up such and such as analytics for theirs. And could you do that for us? And that's when we realized there was a pivot to be made. And this was many, many, many years ago, almost a decade ago now. And that's where measurement marketing to IO was born. So we actually started as a high-end agency doing all of this work. Then we moved into training. And now we've got do-it-yourself level training with our program, the Measurement Marketing Academy. And, and we've been doing this for many, 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 many years over lots of different business models. Yes. I love the DIY stuff. I love just being able to go in there at my own pace and learning and no one bothering me or telling me what to do because I'm hard-headed like that. <laughs> okay. I'm the same way. <laughs> so I'm throwing around UTM. What the hell are they? So UTM is actually, there are these little parameters and the best way to, to describe them is to see them, believe it or not. But when you go into your email and you start clicking on links, look in the top part of your browser and you'll see where it says it's going to like the page.com, whatever the pages they're sending you to. And it'll say something like question mark, UTM underscore source equals, and then something will be there. And that'll say UTM underscore medium equals, and then something will be there. Well, these are just what they call parameters in the URL. They're very, very easy to add. And you just pop those in there, these little parameters in the URLs. And what they do is they identify, they identify themselves to platforms like Google Analytics. So what happens is if you click on an email, let's say for the Measure Marketing Academy, you come in and you click on an email that we've sent you, the UTM will tell us or tell Google Analytics that you came from an email that was sent from Infusionsoft. It'll tell us that it's that it was an email, number one, that you clicked on as opposed to a Facebook ad or something like that. It'll tell us why you were coming to Google Analytics in the first place to either experience the platform itself or maybe it's uh, to move you through the customer journey of becoming an Academy member. It'll tell us what the subject of the email was. It'll tell us which email you clicked on, a popular question we get. So you can do lots of different things with, with UTMs. And when you think about it with social media, that tends to be the challenge. Social media is a place where you can get really, really busy and not necessarily know if all that busyness led to results, right? If it was productive or not. Yeah, exactly. And that's why UTMs are so important. So normally what will happen is you go into your Google Analytics and maybe some someone's listening to this and it's like, okay, well, I've looked at it and it'll say something like facebook.com slash referral. Exactly. Right? Or Pinterest.com slash referral, especially with Pinterest, with, with interior design. And you see this coming through, and that's helpful because you know Pinterest caused that person to come over to your site. In other words, they were the last known website that they were on before they came to yours. So that means by referred traffic, right? That referral right. traffic. So we have that coming over, but 
With UTMs, you can take it a step further and you can say, oh, well, this was the Pinterest paid ad I did, or this was the, the you know, specific picture that they clicked on, right? The, the pin that they clicked on. You can UTM these things. So you can get better at identifying. It's like being able to focus, right? To zoom in. Kind of like if you think about it like glasses, it's like if you can't see anything because you have really bad eyesight, like I do technically, you could wear a, a decent set of glasses will get you something, but then maybe they're not perfect, but it's okay because at least you're not running around into trees and walls anymore, right? <laughs> then you get a better prescription later. UTMs are the better prescription where they make things very, very clear as to kind of where their traffic's coming from. So that's that's sort of the, the basics of UTMs, what they are. Okay, so don't worry, guys. I know that um, that was as clear as mud for some of the people in the audience. So we're going to break it down a little bit. So let's give an example. Um, my audience being interior designers, you did mention Pinterest. And another channel that we use a lot with the great success is Instagram. So let's lay out an example of design campaign that we would do. Let's, let's do Instagram and see sure. how we can determine, okay, we have an Instagram account, we have a certain set of followers, we're putting out a campaign for, let's say, design consultations. And we can go to our Google Analytics and see people are coming from Instagram, but we really want to know how successful our campaign is. So let's walk through the motions on how we set that up. When you're about to share, you know, a photo, a story, whatever it is that you're you're trying to, to share, you're going to have this call to action that'll be in there, right? Click on this link to learn more, something along those lines. And this right. is Instagram specifically, but any platform kind of operates in the same basic method. So when you're doing your that call to action, that thing you want them to do, that's where you can add on those UTMs, those UTM parameters. And what you're trying to identify is the who, what, and why. So what you what you want to know as a marketer, right, is from, from your marketing results, you want to know who is sending you traffic. You want to know what type of traffic they are sending you. And then you want to know what was the purpose of that traffic? Why was that, why was that traffic even coming to your site in the first place? You want to identify those three things. So we'll use UTMs for that. So let's just use an example of measuremarketing.io. If I was posting on Instagram and I was putting, hey, go visit measuremarketing.io. If I just put in the homepage and that's it, then what I will know, what Google Analytics will tell me is, hey, they were on Instagram and now they're on your site. So it'll be Instagram referral. But I won't really know much other than that. I won't know what specific link they clicked on. So I might do something like, oh, measure marketing dial, you know, and then do forward slash. And then you type in these little parameters, which I know sounds like a lot, but it's very, very easy to do. There are cool little tools that we can talk about later that will help you to, to uh, plan these things out to make it easier. But I would just, I'm used to them. So I would type them in. So I would say, okay, UTM underscore source equals Instagram. So now I'm identifying the source of the traffic would be Instagram. Then I will say UTM underscore medium equals social. And the reason I'll say social is because it's stuff that I'm doing that I'm sharing out there. Maybe I'm not boosting. I'm not putting money behind it. I'm just putting it out there. It's social engagement. So okay. now I will know it's not Instagram referral, but it's Instagram social which means me, I did this, as opposed to maybe you sharing our stuff on Instagram, right? Because that might be a little different. So then I, so, so I know it's Instagram social, and then I want to identify the reason why. And that's where there's a, a UTM called the campaign. So you say UTM underscore campaign equals, in our case, it might be for the Measure Marketing Academy. So we just call that Academy. So now when you click on that link, you're clicking on a link that says measuremarketing.io forward slash, and then UTM source equals Infusionsoft, UTM campaign equals Academy, UTM medium equals social. Now, when you come across to our Google Analytics, I can see that visit and I'll, I can see, oh, Instagram sent the traffic. So I know who sent me traffic. I know it was social traffic, which means to me that it was not paid for. And I know that it was for the purposes of the customer journey that is the Measure Marketing Academy in some way, shape or form to go through those. And then if I did, if I boosted, if I paid for it and I, and I knew I was going to put money behind it, I wouldn't call it social. I would call it CPC or paid traffic instead. Cost per click. Right. Exactly right. 
so I can know it was an infuse. So not just did Instagram work, but did Instagram work in referral traffic, which means other people are sharing me on Instagram, because that's one way of measuring that. Did Instagram work because I just did some social proof out there and, and I just, I didn't boost it, but I shared it on my own and that's what brought the traffic in? Or did it work because it was the paid traffic? It was Instagram paid traffic coming in. And I know that that paid campaign that I'm putting precious dollars into every day is actually causing results. And that's the beauty of using UTMs. That's why they're they're not an optional thing. Um, and I think to your point, it's funny that you mentioned it was like, that was the thing where I was like, oh, I've never realized we haven't talked about this yet. Because in <laughs> Google Analytics, that was the first eye-opener for me was UTMs to realize like you don't know they're a thing. Nobody tells you about them. You just kind of turn on Google Analytics and then you start using it. And that's what most people do. The sort of secret to Google Analytics that they that they really don't tell you is that it, you have to set it up. And people think when they activate it, that it's set up because it starts recording a bunch of stuff, right? You, like you, you turn on the integration in WordPress or Shopify or whatever the thing is that you're hosting your website on and you put your Google code in there and all of a sudden, two hours later, you see stuff and you're like, okay, well, I guess I should go use the stuff. But you skip the setup. Or again, not your fault, because not anyone's fault, because they really don't do a good job of saying, before you start using this thing, you should really understand UTMs and start tagging your traffic in and, and getting good at it. Part of the reason is because if they did that, people probably wouldn't use it because they realize, oh, it's work. So they want to get you in there. They make progress. And I guess that's important, right? You have to yeah. have progress. But you go back and make it better later, right? Once you get it. And that's where UTMs come in. Is The biggest thing is to know that they are a thing and that you can identify and you can ask questions around which traffic source is causing which result, right? Is it better for me to be spending my time on Facebook, on Instagram, or on Pinterest? Well, if you're using UTMs, you can know very specifically, not only is it better, which platform is better to spend time on, but what specific type of traffic? Is it better for me to do social traffic on Facebook and then do a paid Instagram campaign or mm -hmm. maybe do my stuff on uh, social traffic on Pinterest and then retarget those people on a paid Facebook campaign? The way that you can answer those sort of questions is you use UTMs because they help you to identify the specific ad or the specific post that that user clicked on to come over to your site. I love it. And I'm actually looking at one of those tools. This is devtools.appspot.com campaign URL builder. I'm, I'm sure there's a billion of them. I was looking at it as you were explaining, and it really is super easy. It is super plug and play. My question for you is, okay, so you, you put in the website URL, which will be the landing page of wherever you want that person to go with the call to action. The campaign source is pretty clear, active campaign I have here because I was playing around with it, or Instagram. And the campaign medium I have an email on here. So for the campaign name for your Instagram example, you just had social. You don't want that to be more specific, like social consultation package or something. To be clear, not that the campaign is social. It okay. would be the medium. The medium is social. The medium and is the social. Medium, okay, sorry. The medium is a weird word. Like I, I agree. I don't know why they chose medium. It, but the way to, the way in your head, and I think Google's very good at this. They make googly stuff. And you're like, why would you call it that? when it's? But all the medium is, is the type of traffic. So it's... The source, you think about the source as the brand name of the traffic source, okay. right? And then you think of the medium as the type of traffic coming from that brand name. And then you think of the campaign as the purpose. In other words, why, what, what's the point of it? So to your point, it would be, you know, you would say 
active campaign would be the brand, yes. right? So that's the source. Email is the type of traffic coming from that brand. And then what product or service are you selling that would be the point? And that's the campaign. Gotcha. Okay. I was getting ahead of myself in the lines there. Okay. But it breaks it down release. Now this breaks it down even uh, more campaign term, campaign content. Are those optional blocks? They are. They are. Yeah. Okay. And when you're just starting out, I, you know, I'm a big believer in get, especially in the world of measurement, because there's so many bells and whistles and so many <laughs> levers to plus. And it's easy to get overwhelmed and frustrated. Like I get it. I, I get overwhelmed and frustrated. I'm a professional, right? Yeah. So it's easy for, for people just starting out to get overwhelmed. So my mantra is, and, and even with our company, I'll talk to people. It's like, okay, are we trying to make this too perfect, right? So the, so the mantra is get good enough to get going and come back and make it better later. Because it is easy to be like, well, we should do this and we should do that. We should do this other thing. And then you never make progress because you're too busy making it perfect. Yeah. You know, and it's not about that. So get good enough to get going is use the source, use the medium, use the campaign. Those three are the required ones. You can come back and you can put additional stuff into, into term and content. Um, and, and I'll give you a brief example of why you would want to do that eventually. Okay. Is we, like for Facebook ads, if we do fa paid Facebook ads, I want to know, not just did my paid Facebook ad bring somebody over to a page, right? But I want to know specifically which ad. Was it the one that had the horses as the image? Or was it the one with the puppies? Was it the ad that was the retargeted audience of people who already were familiar with the product? Or was it the ad that was retargeting the audience who had no idea who we were? Right? Was it the ad who was designed to get them to buy? Or was it the ad that was designed to get them to engage with our brand? And you can put all these little indicators in like those other things. So that's a, a much more advanced method. So if people are already using UTMs and like, yeah, I do source medium and campaign, there's a whole other level to this that you can grow into. Okay. If you just found out what a UTM was, just do source medium campaign. Come back, watch this later, and then you can grow into that. Yep. Yeah, to get really specific, because that's what when we do A-B testing and we want to do, we do ads for clients for engagement. We do ads which are just very specific, you know, to actually hire them. We do ads for brand awareness or, or even just if you're out there and you're an interior designer and you're doing a paid ads, you know, sometimes you'll see, you know, that they just say, well, boost this post. It's so much better for you to really dive in and get very specific and, and put in there your call to action and have one of these UTMs so you can see which of your campaigns is working and, and do several different ones. So you can see like, to your point, is it the kitchens that are doing better? Is it the living rooms? Is it pictures of you? And here's how I work or videos. So you can see what's working better for you on social. But even more important is, you know, when you say you want to know what kind of leads you're getting from social, when people call, you can say, how did you hear about us from Instagram for that kind of thing, which is also very effective. But also if you can look in Google analytics and see, so many people are, are coming to your website from these campaigns. I think that's priceless. You're not throwing money away. You're not wasting money. For the paid stuff, I can see where it's super important to save you money. So Because you might just be throwing money behind these ads and thinking you're getting reach and thinking you're getting clients from it. And then it turns out that they're just going womp, womp. <laughs> and, and, and using Google Analytics is a really good way to sort of trust but verify, right? So it's like you see Facebook and it says, oh, you've made a million dollars. And you're like, oh, I haven't made a million dollars. My bank account does not have a million dollars. What's going on, right? So you look at Google Analytics and it says, well, well, what's really going on is email is selling some stuff, but Facebook is what caused them to become leads in the first place. And you start to go, okay, I understand how these things are working together now to cause a result, right? How the different traffic sources work together to move somebody through that customer journey of whatever the path is for your, for your customers. Hi, I'd like to take this minute to welcome Build Lane as a new sponsor to our show. I tell you, when Build Lane came to me to inquire about becoming a sponsor, I was like, oh, let me see what they're all about. And I have to tell you, I would have given my left leg... <laughs> 
to have known about Build Lane when I was doing interior design in Miami because they would have made it so much simpler. So let me tell you a little bit about what they do. They are a platform that makes it easy for designers to build custom furniture for our clients. For example, like in Miami, if I had to build a custom dining table for someone, I would go for one vendor. If I had to do upholstery, I would go to another vendor. If I had to build a chase, a different vendor. And it's so much systems and processes and logistics and putting everything together well. Build Lane does all that for you. All you do is send them your design. It can be anything from like a little coffee table sketch to an inspiration photo or or fully specified CAD drawing. And they're going to match the needs of that piece with one of their highly, highly vetted factories that has the capabilities to make that piece and return the quote to you. Then all you do is approve the quote. You get a shop drawing. You approve that. The piece is fabricated, you get photos to show the build, how it's going with the fabric, other materials along the way. So you're fully informed, you can inform your client, you can save these images to show your client, put on social media, whatever, and Build Lane even handles the shipping. You get a dedicated account manager and they start the process with a demo to walk you through the site, which is super, super easy peasy, and we'll be there along the way to help you with any questions that you might have. So the end result is really just anything you can imagine, right? Any piece of furniture that you can design, even if you're not an experienced designer or you you don't have experience with CAD, but if you can kind of visualize it, attach some inspiration photos, send it their way, they're going to find you the vendor to make that happen. Very easy. You don't have to run around to different vendors. You don't have to, you know, chicken with a head cut off. I wish that I had known about them when I was doing this. It would have made my life so much easier. So to go check them out, head on over to buildlane.com. That's buildlane.com. Use code WINGNUT250 to get a $250 discount just for you. Buildlane.com. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about email because I know a lot of the email serving clients, like I have active campaign for one, you'll go in, you'll see the campaign stats and it'll tell you who clicked on what link or what links were popular. Is that redundant to use a UTM on that link when you can just go in there and look at those statistics? Oh, such a great question. So if the answer, the short answer is no, right? Okay. So the short answer is no, it's not redundant. And the reason is because active campaign is telling you the engagement of that email. It's not able to tell you the results of that email. Google Analytics is, right? So all, all active campaign is, is kind of what Facebook can do is where they can say, well, I sent somebody over your way, right? Like whatever happened, I don't know. That's what active campaign is <laughs> saying. Like they opened it, they clicked on the link and you have open rates and click through rates and those are important to know. And you're on your own. And, but yeah, but they're like, hey, we sent you, I don't know, hundred people, here you go. Hope, hope, hope it worked out, right? They're crossing the fingers for you. But in Google Analytics, that's where it says, okay, well, let's, we can't see now that it's the opposite. Google Analytics cannot see open rate. It can't see click through rate. All it sees is those hundred people landing on your page. And then it says, oh, wait, wait, where, where do these people come from? Now, if you did not use a UTM, it will call it direct none, probably. That's what right. will happen is it'll say, well, they just showed up. And that's Google Analytics version of what they call direct none. It's only, it's a, it's the, the way people think about it is they typed your website in directly, but chances are that's not happening. It might with a company like ours, because our company name is measuremarketing.io. So like if your company name is your domain name all the way to the yeah. .com or .net, then maybe. But chances are that's not happening. So what's what really direct none is, is Google telling you, I don't know, they just showed up. So if I'm on Gmail, let's say I'm on my Gmail and I get an email from you and I click on the link and there's no UTM, what does Gmail do? Well, it opens up a new tab and it loads the page. 
well, Google Analytics is going to be there. Your Google Analytics will be there. Be like, I don't know where they came from. There's no identifier to tell me. There's no UTM to tell me where they came from. And I don't know where they just were because they weren't on a, a website. So it just goes, well, direct none, right? Untagged traffic. Right. I have that a lot on darlapowell.com. A lot of direct nuns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, 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 it, and it happens. A direct nun will always yeah. be one of your top 10 traffic sources. But, you know, again, unless your brand name is your website name, it should not be your number one traffic source. It should be down at a three to five range. But the reason that happens a lot is because people are not tagging the UTMs in their emails. They don't understand they could, number one. They don't know UTMs are. But once they do, they're like, okay, first thing you do is tackle email. And so the email, what it should say is, okay, I click on the link in, in my Gmail. It opens up a tab. And then it'll give me to your page. And then it'll say UTM source equals active campaign, because that's the brand mm-hmm. name. Then it'll say UTM medium equals email, because that's the type of traffic coming from active campaign. And then it'll say UTM uh, campaign equals, you know, the product or service that you're, you're or the customer journey, if you want to mm-hmm. think about it like that. Subscribers the or quiz or what have It would be, so this is a really good point. So it would okay. be the, the product or service that you're selling. So for example, we have the Measure Marketing Academy. That's our done for you, or sorry, our done do-it-yourself service, right? Sure. The, for the membership. Let's say we're doing a awareness campaign. So we, we measure for awareness and we measure for engagement. We measure, did they complete the campaign, right? That, that customer journey. So if I want to get people aware, I might do a Facebook campaign whose sole mission in life is not to create academy sales, but it's to retarget audiences and to help them to become aware that there is a thing called the Measure Marketing Academy, right? So we will do that. And we, and we set that goal. So if they load that page, we're like, okay, well, now they're aware of the Measure Marketing Academy. Then we might do a retarget audience to get them to become a lead, right? Maybe they invest in the, the free toolbox membership we have or something like that. Now they're a lead. Well, then email will kick in. Now, keep in mind, on the Facebook end, I might call that campaign academy because that is the customer journey that they're focused on. Then email comes in, and this is an important point with UTMs because this is like this, it is a bit of a second level, but it's important to think about, is the email campaign, if I call that email campaign subscribers, right? Mm-hmm. Something different than Academy. Now I cannot go to Google Analytics and say, how is my Academy traffic doing? And what are all the different traffic sources that are working together, right? To move somebody through the Academy journey, because I'm not using Academy for email. I can't ask that question. So okay. that's why it's important to keep the campaigns kind of general. And we've got a tool in the toolbox, our, our free toolbox. There's a something called the traffic tracking toolkit that we have that will help you to keep these siloed because that is the number one mistake. First mistake is not using. Second mistake is not using them correctly. And that's because everybody <laughs> everybody will use their own individual campaign. And this is not unusual. This is what the rules are, I think, as, as the general idea. Right. Because people don't think they need to, they don't remember to coordinate the traffic sources, but that's what you want. You want all the traffic sources working together to move somebody through a customer journey. So are they aware of my brand? Did they complete the journey? But maybe that's becoming a lead or a phone call or setting an appointment, right? And then did they engage along the way? And if so, where did they fall off? Because when you understand that as a marketer, when, you, when you're the marketer for your business, when you understand that where the conversation started and where it stopped, that's how you know, oh, I got to improve my marketing right here. It's this part. They couldn't figure out how to make a call. And that's why people weren't loading the, you know, they weren't completing the calls because maybe that you can see the breakdown right there. So, and that's, and that's what's, you know, going back to your original uh, idea of, okay, why if I'm using active campaign, you know, and I've got those UTMs in there where it says, you know, whatever right. your product is that you're sending them through in Google analytics, that's where it shines because gotcha. you can go into a report called the source medium report. And it'll show you and say, here's all the different traffic sources. Here's the results all from all those different traffic sources. And it's the results that you build. So it's like, oh, if I want to measure leads, I can see how many leads the traffic sources. If I want to measure sales, I can see sales. If I see phone calls created, I can see phone calls or appointments set, 
right? Or appointment shown to, whatever the thing is that I'm trying to, certain pages loading up, right? Um, all of those different things you can set up in Google Analytics. And that's where, again, that platform really shines because of the power of UTMs is you can then tie specific results to specific traffic sources. And then basically you figure out, okay, is this working the way it's supposed to? Is it working the way that you designed it to work? And if not, you adjust it. Love it. So here's the question for you. We did talk about starting ugly, kind of, I'm paraphrasing. Just get started, start basic. You know, you don't want to sit around and have, uh, what is it, paralysis by analysis. So how effective are UTMs for people who are just starting out that, say, maybe have a small email list or a small social media following? Is it is there a numbers game attached to it or does not really matter? Again, really good question. So, and the answer is it is life-changingly effective. Because okay. you, what's happening is it's the difference between what we call the cave. When everybody first starts out in the world of measurement, and this is kind of the evolution. It's like first you become a marketer, right? Online marketer. It's because you know how to do a website or you figure out a platform builder or something. And now you've got a thing. And then you realize, well, what is this thing doing? And then you realize you have to get into measurement now. Like you have no idea what the thing's doing. So you got to look at reports, right? And use a platform like Google Analytics to figure out what's going on. At that exact moment, you are in what we call the cave, which is you've just realized now you are in a very dark place. You have no idea what's going on, what's working, what's not. You have no visibility into anything. So you really don't know what actions you should take because you'd be guessing, right? You're kind of wandering around in, in a dark cave. So the first thing you have to do is in, the, in the cave is you got to turn on the lights and get out of the cave. Then you go into the, what we call the valley of visibility. Now you can see stuff and you can play around and you can learn and you can grow. And then you eventually you'll you know climb the mountaintops as you, as you get better at, at this sort of stuff. But in the beginning, it's just turn on the lights. So even if you have 10 people on a list, it is important that you UTM your emails. Yeah, if you have 10 people clicking on an ad each day, it is important that you UTM those ads. Number one, it's just going to, it's going to build your measurement muscle. Um, but number two is it will give you visibility because what's, if you think about the alternative, the alternative is Google Analytics either says, I have no idea where these people came from, but my word, they are creating appointments. Or it says, email is causing people to create appointments. Which one's more useful to you as yeah. a marketer, as an interior designer? One is like, gosh, I wish I knew how they were getting here because I'd totally go and turn off that traffic source and I'd get better at it. And the other <laughs> one is like, oh, it's email. Perfect. I know email works really well. Let's get figure out more ways to get people on the list because that's what's going to cause them to eventually, so I can have a one-on-one -on -one communication to get them to set that appointment. I love that answer. And I know that thousands of people in the audience just went, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Enough, I'll do UTMs. Yes. <laughs> because I could, I, I know my audience. I know that, oh, this doesn't really apply to me. I don't really have a big email list. I don't really have a lot of followers. I'll do that. You know, I'll get around to that. So I love that. Thank you for answering that. Turn on the lights. Exactly like <laughs> get out of the cave. Plato's cave. Get out cave. of the cave. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Plato's allegory of the cave. Yep, exactly. All right. Mercer, is there anything that I forgot to ask you that you think would help our audience before we get into the what up wingnut round? The biggest deal is that it can be frustrating, right? It is frustrating. It is overwhelming. And I think there's a part where you just sort of accept like, yes, it's not going to be a super intuitive tool when you get into measurement of any platform, whether it's Facebook Ads Manager or Google Analytics or anything like that. So just repeat the phrase over and over again, get good enough to get going and then come back and make it better later because it gives you permission to make progress and to be happy with where you're at. So if you're not using UTMs, just start using them, practice them, click on other people's emails. You'll see how they're using them and you'll see, oh, they just identified me as coming from this source and, and this medium and this campaign. And then as you get better, you'll start realizing like, oh, they just messed that up. They should have done this instead. And you can start, but that's how you know you're getting it, right? <laughs> yep. So just get good enough to get going and then come back and make it better later. Give yourself permission to make progress. And it doesn't have to be perfect, just a little bit bit better each day is all you need to do. 
Awesome. I love that you said that. Again, guys, listen to that. Seriously, don't sit around and wait to get started. Just get started and get better as you go. It's okay because if you sit and wait and you wait and you wait and you wait, you're never going to get started. All right. Excellent. Chris Mercer, now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? I I hope so. (laughs) I'm always nervous about these because you gave, you know, it's like, am I going to get it right? Is it going to be a good answer? Of course. Is it going to be the same question I'm thinking of or is it going to be radically different? Well, let's (laughs) let's figure this out. Here we go. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? So it would be hashtag saw it coming because I'm really big in forecasting results. So ideally, it would be if it's if it's a bus that did it, I'd be like, well, at least I saw it coming. It works both ways. I figured <laughs> I figured it's either because I it was some disease that took me out, but I knew it was happening, or a bus, but at least I saw it coming. There you go. You're stuck on a deserted island, and you can have only one of your favorite foods. What's it going to be? So I thought a lot about this because I'll try to overanalyze sometimes. So I have a question for you. This is a clarifying sure. question. Mm-hmm. Do I have unlimited supply of this? Yes. Oh, peanut M&Ms then for sure. hundred <laughs> percent peanut M&Ms because like I figure if it's, if it's some Island, I can use the M&Ms and something else is going to like chocolate there and I can use it as bait. And then I thought I can't like, I can figure out a plant and grow a plant. I can figure out how to catch an animal, but I could never figure out how to make a peanut M&M on a deserted Island. That's a lot of effort. So I figured peanut M&Ms. Plus they're kind of nutritious, right? Peanuts have vitamins. Of. I mean, I could convince myself, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm a dessert island, but at least I got peanut M&Ms. I want to say, and I could be blowing smoke, but I think peanuts have like a, a very high vitamin C. Oh, um, see? Level. So it's even a good survival <laughs> technique. There you go. <laughs> I yes. could be wrong. I, I'm going to have to Google that. <laughs> Fact check me, guys. Let me know. Yeah. So you won't get scurvy, which right. which happens right. a lot on, on like, There you go. On, the, on desert <laughs> islands. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound impact on you either personally or professionally. I want to recommend one that I hope people have already read, and I'm recommending it because it came out on a recent second edition. And sometimes I've done this for sure, where I've read the book once and I don't read the second edition because I'm like, how different is it? This one's very, very updated, very, very different, very, very good. And that is Influence by Robert Cialdini. Um, came out years ago. It's back in the 80s. It's one of the original marketer's books. It's been spat as marketing gospel for many, many years. So hopefully you've, people have already read it. But read the second one. Because they updated it for the internet. They updated it by saying, like, here's where people went wrong with it. Because obviously, he actually wrote the book for the purposes of teaching people how to get through marketing messages. And it became the marketer's Bible instead. And so he rewrote it with this idea of, like, here's how people are using it. Here's the things to look out for. Here's how you know if that social proof isn't really social proof, but it looks like social proof. So it's it's really, it's really he did a really, really good job with it. He expanded upon it quite a bit. It's incredible. So I would absolutely uh, listen to that one. Excellent recommendation. I have the first one in my library, but I, I don't do the second. I've, okay. All right. Second do this, one. Is, do the second. It is, it is dramatically expanded. He's got a new thing in there. It's, it's really, it was really, really well done. Already awesome. Mercer, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Please tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you and, and some of these tools so they can create their own new TMs for their marketing. Absolutely. So measurementmarketing.io is our is our website. So you can go to measurementmarketing.io uh, for sure. There is a free membership that we have that has a bunch of tools in it to help uh, people get started. It is made for beginners to be able to come in. And so we've got uh, that. If you go to measurementmarketing.io forward slash wingnut. So again, measurementmarketing.io forward slash wingnut, you'll get access to what we call the toolbox membership. Just as a name and email to send you a password and you have access to all the different tools. And there's also weekly trainings that we do back there as well uh, that you'll have access to. And as a pro tip, if you go to measurementmarketing.io wingnut, even if you don't sign up for the toolbox, look at what we're doing there. So when you type that in your browser, you will see that it redirects 
to a totally different page, but it will have UTMs in there that identify that it was the Wingnut podcast, Wingnut Social Podcast. It'll identify that the type of traffic was podcast traffic. It will t- it will tell us that the campaign was for Academy. It will say the the uh, topic was measurement basics, and it'll do it'll actually tell me in the content the when we recorded this, which was July 2021. So that years from now, which is what I love about podcast traffic, years from now, we'll get somebody that will listen to this podcast, go to measuremarket.io forward slash wingnut, and I'll know that, oh, this was podcast traffic, and here's what the results of that podcast traffic was. So it's a really good example of kind of, you know, us, what they call it in the tech world, eating your own dog food, right? So it's like we do, <laughs> we use UTMs all the time. It's a, it's a religion for us. So you can see exactly how we're doing it by, by going to measuremarket.io forward slash wingnut. I don't eat wing nuts, just saying. <laughs> All right, Mercer, thank you so much for joining us. Would you be open to joining me on my premium show and diving in a little bit deeper into this in the Google Analytics side? Absolutely. However, you can help. Love to do that. All righty, cool. That'd be great. So I'll meet you over there. Guys, if you're not a Wingnut Premium listener, go to wingnutpremium.com. Be sure to sign up for that. And I'll catch you over there. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, I know UTMs can seem overwhelming, and maybe some of that your your head was spinning. And if you were driving, you were driving in circles. But it really is pretty simple once you break it down. If you go over to his measurementmarketing.io, you'll see some of these builders, these um, UTM builders. And the way the way it's delineated, the way it's broken down, it is super simple. It's not as complicated as it sounds. And I know that Chris even made it way easier, way easier to digest and to understand. And if you're a Wingnut Premium member, you definitely want to head on over to his episode today because he's going to break down the different ways that you use UTMs for different mediums. For example, if Facebook, email, Google Ads, Organic Google, because those different platforms bring in a different level of client for brand awareness, for actually someone who's going to buy, et cetera, et cetera. And the way you want to break down those UTMs is a lot different. So we definitely did a a deeper dig, a deeper dive on this subject over there in Wingnut Premium. And if you're not a member, you can head on over to wingnutpremium.com. It's a no-brainer. You get four extra deep dive episodes a month. We have our fourth mastermind session coming up on, uh, what is it, June 29th at 1 p.m., where all the Wingnut Premium members can just go in there. It's a a mastermind where you can just pick my brain, pick my uh, digital manager's brain for Wingnut Social. That's Emily Lisi. Whatever you have going on with social, you want to run a campaign, you want to run an ad, you're not getting enough followers, you want someone to look at your account and give you some feedback. That's all with all comes with a membership. Plus, you also get a um, monthly content planning calendar for Instagram. It is Instagram specific because, you know, that's my baby. I love it. And that's been the most popular and the most successful for our clients and for me for Darla Powell Interiors you know, when I was doing full-time interior design. So it is Instagram specific and it's going to lay out all the holidays. You can have your hashtags relate to the holidays, your captions relate to the holidays. You can schedule out everything on the calendar. It's it's a really, really super helpful tool. And you get the um, premium Facebook group membership where you can go in there at any time and say, hey, uh, Darla, um, someone hacked my Instagram account. What the hell do I do about it? (laughs) And we will help you to the best of our ability in there. That's what that's for. So head on over to wingnutpremium.com. We'll see you there. All right. That's it for today's episode. Remember to get out there, get uncomfortable and be great. 
You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. And his team have been helping Mark have been helping. <laughs> I got a frog in my throat. Ribbit. Good boy, Mango.